The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Well, hello, friendos. It is in this league right here on Sports Grid, the weekend edition. The only, the only edition. edition. <laughs> the only edition. You won't be able to catch in this league uh, on the daily next week, so don't try. But you will always get it here. Three hours of Bogman, Welsh. Well, not three hours of Welsh. Uh, Bubba, he'll be up on here, up in here. We um, we, we almost got treated like uh, Earl Thomas Bogman. <laughs> <laughs> gun to our head and everything like that. We got stuff to talk about. We do have things to talk about, not just our personal lives and how uh, horrible things continue to get. But um, we're going to talk about the NFL schedule, which released, which was weird. It's kind of, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. It was weird to me, though, and how and who got the games and the prime time. And there's kind of a preparation of um, COVID that's in there. There's a whole bunch of other news that's floating around. Uh, one quarterback saying he's now open to be on a backup. Mm, wonder who that could be. And a whole bunch more. But literally nothing in the world is more important or funnier than Earl Thomas's story that's going. I mean, like, thankfully no one got hurt, so we can kind of laugh about it and feel okay about it. It is maybe the most ridiculous thing that's happened in a long time, and it started with a reporter saying that uh, she had just exchanged some text with Earl Thomas and said that TMZ is going to be coming out shortly with a report about uh, a domestic violence thing. And we were all like, ooh, that's not good. That doesn't sound good. Boy, did the story turn in a different direction that was not expected, Boggs. Yeah, it really did. I mean, it was like a couple days, I think two days before the report came out, Earl Thomas I don't know if it was on Instagram or on his Twitter or something, but he threw out a, you know, hey, just so you guys know, there's going to be a domestic violence thing. Oh, he did that. Wife and I. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that he. All I saw was this reporter saying I got a text from Earl saying that there's going to be this domestic violence that thing that's going to come out. That might have been it. Okay. Uh, and that that went up on TMZ like immediately. But that's what I'm right? saying. It's like she right. said that and he's like, oh, it's going to come out tomorrow. And then within like a couple hours, TMZ had already dropped the report. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, uh, 
when I read that, I was like, oh, come on, Earl. Like, Earl's a UT guy, you know, uh, always liked him uh, and, and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, you hear this report of him not doing great stuff. I mean, he's cheating on his wife, obviously. is not good, but she pulled a gun on him. I don't know. Did you read, like, how all of this went down? I, re- I heard conflicting things because it was something along the lines of, Earl said he had to go out and do something. His brother was picking him up, um, so he jumps in the car and leaves. She got, I don't know, she was just feeling dicey or something like that. I don't know exactly what it was, but she decided to check in on his, like, location, on his Instagram story, check his Instagram story and his location or whatever, and then somehow this is where the things get mixed up. Somehow she finds him in a room butt naked with his brother and a bunch of girls. Yeah, yeah. But so, I don't know the well, details of, like, was where was the girls. gun? No, it's just one girl. But oh, this, Eskimo yeah, Brothers. We, right, exactly, which is he obviously doesn't follow the, um, oh, God, what was, uh, oh, Kenny Powers' rule. You remember Kenny Powers' uh, rule? He said uh, his dad was with him in Mexico, and he goes, Dad, I live by two rules, all right? Uh, number one, you obey the, the <clears throat> code of the road, and number two, no devil's three ways with family members. So, <laughs> so he broke uh, uh, Kenny Powers' he, rule. He broke Kenny Powers' rule. Apparently, I guess uh, if they were both in bed with the same woman. But was it, okay. Uh, but what I'm confused about was there. Maybe I need. To, I'm going to try to pull up some of the stories. I thought she like looked up where he was on his Instagram stories, and then did she, she might take a that. gun, or was it like no? She in took a, a gun and put it right up to his head. Yeah, like but, when she went in the house. So apparently, and I didn't know this until. Uh, Casey Bubba told me about it, so you can hear my surprise reaction in hour three. But apparently she went in there with two, I don't know if they were her sisters or her friends, but they both had knives, and they held knives to the brother's throat and the girl's throat when Earl Thomas had a gun to his head. Whoa. Yeah. This was like Den of Thieves type of thing. Like This was like like a Netflix Netflix original or something like that. A Lifetime original, right. I guess. So, so, hold on. So, she has two friends, knife up to brother's throat, knife up to the girl who's naked, and then gun gun to to Earl. Earl. Now, I did read a thing that she had, like, taken the clip out, but there was still one in the chair. And and here's the whole thing about all of it. There's a video apparently out. No way, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. I haven't seen it either, but no, but that's what they were saying is um oh, one of the people was filming this. Yeah, there was there is there is video of it cuz probably it shows whatever her. video that Earl and his brother had set up, right? <laughs> oh, oh no. What if it was? That would be the worst I thing bet on it the was. planet. They had like one of those teddy bear cameras. Well, how are you going to I don't know if it's a teddy bear camera, <laughs> you know, like the I ones mean, that you have for your been... nannies or for other things? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, for the nannies, right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I can't imagine, like, if there, you know, how many people do we have in the room here? Total five. The, uh, um, I guess six. So, but how are you going to hold a knife to someone's throat and film at the same time? Right. Well, I, I don't so know. I if was... well, okay, so, so here we go. So let's check this out. I got the... Look at the ESPN report. So Nina Thomas was arrested. This is April 13th. Ooh, in Austin, Texas. We should hit Spore up to see if he knows what's going on with this. Um, Earl was not arrested, and an attorney representing Nina said that she was wrongfully arrested. Hmm. Okay, so here we go. According to an arrest warrant with Travis County Magistrate Court, 
Nina Thompson told police that she confronted her husband at a rental home because she believed he was cheating on her. Nina told police she used Snapchat to track Earl to the rental home. Brought Good two Snapchat. Brought that's, two that's other. What you agreed to. Yeah, I mean, with all of those terms and conditions. Oh, that, that your wife can track you. What, so. what if that was in there? It's like we. Rightfully so, you can be tracked by your significant other. I saw someone do a meme of someone with a hammer to a phone being like, every guy with their Snapchat right now just (laughs) hammering their phone. Um, So let's see. Nina brought two other women with her and found her husband and his brother in separate bedrooms with two other women, Bogman. So that is contrary. They were not Eskimo you know, well, I, I, from the report that I read, they were in the same room together. No. Well, this is like the game where one person whispers in the ear to another and all of a sudden it's just like the two brothers or telephone or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Telephone. Exactly. Uh, According to the document, an officer viewed cell phone video footage that shows Nina Thompson placing Earl's nine millimeter Beretta less than a foot away from her husband's head with the safety disengaged and her finger on the trigger. Ooh. Nina told police that she called the other woman to help confront her husband and took his handgun with an intent to scare him. (laughs) Okay. According to the document, she had taken the magazine out of the gun but was unaware that there was a round in the chamber. According to the arrest warrant, uh, warrant, Tiffany Loving, who was one of the other women at the uh, rental resident with uh, Nina Thomas, told police that Earl asked Nina to give him the gun, but Nina began hitting him with her free hand, striking him in the eye, arm, and groin. Earl and Nina then fell on the ground and tussled for the gun. Uh, The two other women who arrived with Nina, Kamisha, Garlo, and Kayla, I don't know, Bahamas I can't believe you. I can't believe that that's, uh, like, there's just no way, like, you know, if you ask me, like, hey, you know, Let's go to this place. My wife's cheating on me. I'm going to pull a gun on her. I'd be like, no, what are you thinking? Stop. You know, I wouldn't be like, yeah, let me grab my coat. People have the you worst know? friends. Be like, she's like, I'm going to go and confront him with a, a gun. You guys come with me. And instead of them yeah, being girl. like, no, no, don't do that. They're like, yeah, let me grab a knife. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, that's horrible. What are you talking about? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Uh, let me go back to the report here because I just moved away from it real quick. Uh, let's see if there's anything else here. Uh, Earl indicated on Instagram post on Wednesday night, which ha- he since deleted that TMZ would be releasing it and said that he wanted to get ahead of the report. He said, quote, it's not really anybody's business. He followed it up. It pisses me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all's prayers. Stuff like this happens. <laughs> Stuff like Earl, this happens? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to counter, Earl. I'm going to counter. It doesn't. like this happens. Not everybody cheats with their brother on their wife in their rental home with multiple girls. And then their wife with three other people come blazing with knives and guns and smacking and hitting. Not everybody goes through that. Maybe some. Not everybody. I've never experienced anything like that. No, of course not. I don't have a rental home. I rent homes. Well, and also... Most people just don't, uh, you know, have guns pulled on each other. That's not how it works most of the time. So, uh, you know, that that's stuff like this happens. Come on, Earl. I mean, no, it doesn't. This is a crazy story that happened. And it's just it. it I understand that it sucks that it got out. But how was this supposed to stay quiet? Like, there's no way Earl wouldn't have not told someone about this at some point, you know, 
Uh, this is just too big of a life event for this to be hidden from everyone. Did you so, see? Did you see this too? By the way, I, I think it's fake because someone says it's. Uh, I think it's fake. Too. Okay, but it, it's really really funny. It go. It's a. Uh, it shows a post of Earl Thomas uh, putting out a tweet going, "Please, no questions about the incident with my wife and brother. Respect our privacy." And then under it, I, I mean, the guy just must have photoshopped all of it. It's solid. It shows Mark Ingram with his blue check mark going, bro, no questions about your wife catching you and your brother banging the same chick, then gets a gun involved? Nah, mother. Mm, we got we questions. Got questions. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was real, by the way. I wish it was the most real thing ever. I, I, look, I went and looked at Earl's uh, timeline because I don't follow a lot of uh, NFL athletes because it's the same post all the time. It's, you know, them and their wife and their kids, which is fine. But it, then it's them working out and playing video games like that is almost every single athletes like, uh, you know, Instagram videos and posts is all of that. And that's it. So but I do follow I follow a lot of Texas players. So I follow Earl Thomas uh, and I looked and nope, nope, not on there. No, so, nope. That one wasn't on there. You didn't get nope. to catch that, that one. Sure wasn't. So <laughs> but I, it does sound like something Mark Ingram would say, though. Right. It like, does. It does. I would kind of be surprised if Mark Ingram said that on Twitter. You know, like, no, we got questions. You got to answer them, man. The problem we're but, having too, though, is the memes. They're they're out of this world right now. Like somebody found an old tweet from Earl Thomas and screenshotted it, and his his tweet just says, "Feels good to spend time with my little bro." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's I mean, they're too much right now. This this one, this guy posts it goes, I imagine this is how the whole Earl Thomas ordeal went down. And it's a dad finding their kid playing hide and seek behind um the <laughs> this is meme is too much. The dad finds the kid hiding behind the um air conditioning. The kid's like, No, and it's in slow motion and they shoot the uh it's like a water gun or like a nerf gun at him. There are there are too many good memes out there right now. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it's it's great that we can sit here and laugh at it now, right? Yeah, because this, this mean, could I'm have sure, been a Warren Moon situation. Yeah, Warren Moon, Steve McNair, Steve McNair. So, sorry, sorry, right? I mean, that's not funny at all, but yeah, that, no, that's what, no, that is what we meant. Right, right, of course, yeah, because she didn't know that there was a round in the chamber, and uh, you know, the uh, the safety was off. She just didn't know anything about guns. So, um, you know, it, it's and she had her finger on the trigger, too, from what I read. So uh, very, very lucky. Everyone's still going uh, after this story. We can all sit here and laugh at Earl Thomas's misgivings and point at him and laugh. Did you see that the Ravens are like they're looking in to see if he voided uh, if he uh, did something, you know, uh, he. Uh, what what are, what's the word that they use? They're I just, can't remember. You mean they're just bottom line is they're trying to see if they can void his contract because yeah. of this? Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's like anybody so. that w- does anything within this league, same thing. They're just like, how can we <laughs> void this? Can we void this and get out of this in some? Yeah, because there's like every single uh, every single athlete has a moral clause in their ath- in their contract. So, so him cheating could cancel the. Can you imagine? There's yeah. no way any athlete's lawyer would allow that to stay in a contract. Well, there might be something about the gun, though. Uh, you know, the the gun charge in yeah, uh, but it was Maryland. in his, but it was in his house, though. She yeah, took I, it I out. Just, I I don't know. That's why I'm kind of just throwing the stuff out here. I have no idea, like if any of this legally would hold up, you know, or anything. But you know, 
be like if if I'm Earl Thomas because of that, like if they're looking to avoid my contract, maybe I just want to, you know, just part ways with them. You know, uh, if they're looking to avoid it because of this incident, maybe it's time for me to, you know, probably divorce my wife and uh, move on to something new. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and apparently in this report where they're looking to avoid his contract, they were talking about uh, apparently the coaches didn't like him that much and said that he got, uh, you know, that he kind of did his own thing instead of following what they do in Baltimore, and it made some teammates resent it. Yeah, you know what, though? I'll say he's, uh, at the end of the day, she helped him do the one thing that you don't want to do is you help the guy who cheats look sympathetic. So I think he'll actually be fine because he's not even the worst uh, offender of uh, marriage in the locker room. That would be Robert Griffin III. He left his pregnant (laughs) wife for just some other chick, just some random girl. So he right. just left her out in the cold. He's just like, soil. So he's not even the worst offender of any of the things. And he looks sympathetic because she put a gun to his head and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it doesn't make him a good guy, but no. uh, it, it doesn't, uh, it, it, it helps for, like you said, it helps him curry favor with people because he had a gun pulled on him uh, doing this stuff. So you see uh, uh, but- Big Cat said, uh, his tweet, he says, can't get over the fact that having an orgy with your brother and then being held at gunpoint by your wife is just, quote, stuff happens to Earl Thomas. What's the line where things get serious for him? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody also said uh, this Earl Thomas story needs to be a 10-part ESPN documentary, which I 100% agree. <laughs> no way. I no. 100% agree. I can't. Do people still have Snapchat? Uh, I mean, I still go on it. You know, I don't uh, Snapchat anything. I'm amazed by this. I was looking at Charles Robinson's tweet. He says, by the way, court docs in Earl Thomas's incident after signing into Earl's Snapchat and locate. Okay, so she signed into his locating his area. Nina uh, recalled his snap, which showed him in a room with a purple light. She walked around looking for windows with purple lighting when she found some and she went in with Earl's pistol like that. Like that is like MacGyver stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like there's no way he could have just been doing this for like a week, you know. Wow. So uh, I think he'd been doing this for a long, long time. And, it, you know, she did some sleuthing a while ago and built this resentment and built this resentment and built this resentment. And, you know, hey, look, Earl Thomas, you got to give him you got to give him credit, right, for being able to pull this off during the pandemic. I guess. Well, I mean, where did she think he was going? I think it stands out more facilities are are open but i think the so. i think i originally saw something like he needed to take care of something at one of these rental i, I don't know I, I think it's it's a worse time it's a dumber time earl thomas is stupid absolutely stupid ridiculous story but you know espn is trying to push up all the documentaries bogman so don't be surprised they need to at least do a 30 for 30 on this right <laughs> a 30 uh, yeah you know what a 30 for 30 is fine i don't think a 10 part series yeah uh they can handle and it's this. so weird we gotta go to break but, uh, right murder. Gotta go to break, but right here it says when the woman arrived at the house, they discovered Earl and Seth naked in the bed with other women. That's what they said. Gotta get to the bottom of it. Sorry, uh, don't go anywhere. More than six DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back in this league. Come and check us out in this league.com. Boy, if there was a better time uh, to come and join up with Patreon to support your boys, I wouldn't know when it was. It's right now. <laughs> it is right now is the best time. Let me tell you, fellas. In this league.com, it'll move you over to our Patreon. We have got the secret shows, which a brand new one should be coming up here pretty shortly. Uh, maybe even as the time that you're listening to this, we got to be rocking a brand new secret show, comedy. Bogman and I having so much fun. We've got live streams. We have got ranks list. I mean, we've got a ton of stuff over there. I've got giveaways going on, a Patreon-only giveaway for Prospect One. We're doing a bunch of cool stuff. We would love to have you, and you are directly supporting in this league. So come and do it right now, like right now. Not So later. much fun. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what the truth is, Bogman. Um, there, there's, it's a conspiracy. It's right hard. Um, because this report right here, it says, when the wom- women arrived at the house, they discovered Earl and Seth naked in a bed with other women. But now this could have just been lazy writing because technically the other report, it just had them in separate rooms. They all probably were technically naked in bed with women. It just, this implies <laughs> that they were all together. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's probably a free for all. You know, they're probably all in one room, just hot and sloppy and uh, in a pile, right? So that's probably what it was, right? I mean, it's really gross how you. <laughs> <laughs> it what hot and sloppy? You yeah. don't like that? No, don't not. I mean, not from you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like hearing. Well, it's any not of that me. You're not picturing me. You're picturing Earl Thomas and his brother. So. You know, uh, that that might be a little bit better. Which Texas? I told you, I'd, Sorry, I I delivered to an orgy. I d- I've delivered pizza to an orgy. I told you that before. I think right? didn't they come to Swingers the door? Party? Yeah, didn't they come to the door like uh, just in naked? towels? Oh, and they were laughing. And I was like, okay, I know what's going on here. You know, uh, uh, and, how many people? Uh, it was two ladies, and then there was a dude around the corner. And they were the was- most unattractive people, right? No, no, they weren't. Oh, they really? Were, uh, no, they were much older than me at that point. Are you they sure were they probably, weren't filming something? They're probably my age now, you know. Arizona is known like Arizona is known to film a certain uh demographic of video. Are you sure that's not what was happening? Uh I'm not sure what we're talking about. So, oh yes, <laughs> swingers party. <laughs> the, 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 then, yeah. One of the things you care about most in your life, Arizona is known to film certain type of videos. Are you sure it wasn't a swinger and it was more of a... No, it was a swingers Film session? Or, or orgy. They or have something. purple rocks out there? Uh, I didn't see. <gasps> you know no. what I just realized? 
Earl Thomas purple lighting in the room. Purple he was, lighting. He was uh, he was putting out the, the flag. He was putting out the uh, the he, come all, come one, come all. Except his wife was invited. <laughs> Phrasing, but what, come what one, come saying. all. Yeah, every. <laughs> I mean, they say purple rock in front of your house is supposed to be it. So he just put on the purple light. Come one, come all. Earl, you see that um, in more bad athlete news during the coronavirus that GA got hacked and it got hacked yes. pretty bad. Oh yeah, well the stuff, and I haven't been able to find the tweets that were I saw sent from the, his account. I don't know terrible. how many were. I saw one of them. I well, I heard that there was stuff against Curry, against Kevin Durant, Ooh, uh, and uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh really? Uh, I think I saw. Yeah. Mm, I think I saw the LeBron one because here's what he said. Because they're all gone and they're deleted. I mean, you oh, could probably too, find right. them and stuff, but. Uh, and, and what's so hard about this one is, like, G.A. is really lovable. Like, he's a great dude. He is one of the epitomes of, like, if you were trying to find the people that kind of have that Mamba mentality, like, he doesn't – you don't see him out there, like, fraternizing with a whole bunch of other players. He's, I mean, he's a he's more friendly, I think, than uh, perceivably, like, what Kobe was when he was playing or, like, an MJ or something like that. Like, Giannis is pretty funny on his – he's always messing with his girlfriend and stuff like that. But you don't see him out there with anybody. He's just kind of a, a lone guy, and he's just a, a good dude. So th- this – it's it's kind of oddly placed that he was picked. But he, um, he did respond, and he said, Hey, everybody, I'm back and would like to address a social media incident from earlier today. I was hacked, and the situation is currently being investigated. The, the tweets and posts were extremely inappropriate, and I'm so disappointed and disgusted that somebody would say these terrible things that were said. He says, I feel terrible that the Bucks, Chris, I guess he said something about Chris Middleton. Dang, LeBron and the Curry family were included in malicious and untrue tweets. I feel especially terrible for the Bryant family. Um Da-da-da, thank you for the support. I mean, it was – I don't know why people do that. Uh, people do it just to get attention. But did, I don't know if you saw this, but it wasn't just his Twitter. His email and his bank account was hacked as well. His bank account? So, oh, did they get money? Yeah, they probably got some money. So it's probably, uh, you know, an athlete being an athlete, and the dude had the same, you know, like password one for everything. See, and, okay, uh, I look yeah, password. Yeah, <laughs> I actually am looking here. I got some screenshots. One of the tweets, what there, there weren't all malicious because, like, what I usually see when a big person gets hacked is there'll be some a hole that goes on and like you know put some link to you know Bitcoin or or sunglasses. It's always or sunglasses. Some yeah, sunglasses. Why is it always I don't sunglasses? Know. I don't know. Apparently, hackers. How are re- hard are the sunglasses sellers having it? Where they gotta hack other people's accounts and then post hackers are uh, hackers. Number one side hustle is Ray Ban sunglasses for twenty seven ninety nine. <laughs> that's one hundred percent it. But like that's usually what it is. There were most of them were bad because I'm looking. I see four of the tweets. The one I saw was the bad one where he says he was diagnosed with corona, and I'm not gonna read the rest of it because it's like it's really racist and bad. But one was. Uh, um, uh, I guess innocent, if you want to say. He just says, I'm going to the Warriors. That's it. Right. So that was that one. But then he goes, um, he goes, this guy, this guy's a piece of work. Right before the Warriors one, he goes, blank Chris Middleton, I want to play with some actual shooters. And oh, then no. this one, I don't even understand. He goes, blank King James, he tried to hire a hitman on me. Oh, my God. What is that? What? It, well, it this sounds is a 12-year-old. 
Yeah, it sounds like the level of intelligence that we're dealing with here. You know, this is this is a hundred percent twelve year old who has just been on been they've gotten bored with hacking Zoom calls and they're just like we're gonna try to hack. But I mean, that guy's gonna go to jail. Like they're gonna find that dude, and right. it's going to be really bad. When's the last time a major hack incident has gone away? You know what I mean? Like the um. The one, I mean, I don't know if it's appropriate to say the name of them, but, you know, the, the guys that hack all the celebrities' phones, iCloud accounts, and yeah. and they those dudes are in jail, like, for a long time. Are they, they really? Yo, dude, they caught that. those dudes? Jail, serious jail time for doing that. Yeah, I you know, I guess I did know that they caught some of them uh, and, and all that stuff, but you know, they're the still— crazy websites selling all that well of course well it's but see it's still out there dude that's not the yeah. point it's they they track down the dude that did it the problem is is there's so many people that grew up in our era where you know you where you would have Napster or LimeWire you download something and you get that like one stupid thready email from you know it's like we've found that you downloaded you know like the revenant and you're going to have to pay this and and it would never really come true so there's a lot of people that come from that and they think they can just do something and get away with it and then they go and they do this stuff they're a hero in their little community for a tiny bit and then they go to jail right for real jail too and while you're in jail uh everybody knows why you're there because you hacked GA and threw out a bunch of racist tweets yeah so good yeah. luck with that not sure jail. that one is going to go too well so uh, this has been a weird week of of just like well, interpersonal player problems. Did, did you see that? Uh, I I don't know if it was before or after this, but there is a uh, there's a thought process that the Warriors have been after GA for like the last couple seasons. So um, yeah, I like mean, I every time they sense. play, Curry's in his ear. You know, like hey, you know, uh, just when your contract's up, think about us. You know. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, and I think he's a free agent after this year that GA goes to Golden State. Uh, so. You mean after next season? Not after this. He's not a free agent coming up this year. No way. I Are you sure? At, I'm looking up right now. I'm looking up his Yeah, because either after this no, year yeah, or No, it's next after year. next year. So okay. he's making so, so much money. This season, $25.8 <laughs> He actually makes a little bit less next year where he makes $27.5 million, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So, But what gotcha. you're getting to is an important fact. If you can't re-sign him, you would hope Giannis would give some type of a an idea of like, you know, yes, I want to stay here. I'm not sure. I might want to see my market value. If the Bucks right. feel under any circumstance that they cannot bring him back, if they know they just don't have the money, they know he's going to want to look around, and the bet is just too much. They're going. Their best play they have is, is to trade him in a couple months. To be honest, with you. whenever the yeah. season starts back up, they uh, you know they finish that out, they get the playoffs going, and then you got to you got to consider trading him because he's going to have the most value where there's a full season in front of him, and that's actually I mean that's a really kind of important thing to talk about because. This seems like one of those spots where Milwaukee wouldn't be able to afford him. You've got these rumors out there, but what does a trade look like for the Warriors? What I mean, the Warriors they went off and they got Andrew Wiggins. So is that what it is? It's um, and what do they have no, to trade for well, Giannis? Giannis, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big trade. Yeah, and you know wherever you trade him, most likely it's only gonna be for one season, unless so it's can, well, unless it's really the Warriors. Right. I mean, if but if it's with the Warriors, it's still he's on a one year contract. So um, I don't know, man, like whatever team trades with them is going to that's going to be the big sticking point is they won't give up a ton just for one year. 
and um, uh, you know the the Bucks aren't going to accept less than a whole lot for him. So it'd have to be like um, it'd have to be like a lottery pick. I don't think I could give up GA. I think I'd rather eat it and let him walk than not get uh, at least a lottery. Oh pick. well, well I, I mean, don't the Warriors aren't the Warriors going to have like the top pick in this coming draft? Yeah, they might. I mean, they have. Is this when they're going to have? They're going to be tied because you know the the way that they redid it or whatever. And Suns fans were all pissed last year, but the way they they did it is now that the worst three teams, not just the worst team, are going to have the best odds to have. Uh, and they'll all have the same odds to get the number one overall pick. So uh, they have, you know, like almost, and it's not like, you know, you know, a 33% chance like it should be. It's like they all have, you know, a 20% chance, the bottom three. Yeah, that is stupid. I forgot so how we'll much have to I, see. I hated that. Well, I mean, then maybe <laughs> that stuff um, pops up a little bit sooner. The, the, my only problem would be like, I feel like the Bucks would have to make that decision quickly, and I don't think it's a decision you can make quickly. If if Giannis, if if they know they have got, they're gonna know. I don't even, I don't even know, but they're gonna know like the money situation. What is Giannis gonna get? Like three hundred million, something in that range. Yeah, a lot. Two hundred fifty right. million. So let's say they know. All right, we can we can dip into. What is the biggest contract in the NBA right now? I can't even think of what it is. I mean, these dudes are making like thirty forty million, but over how many years? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm gonna look sure. Quick. I'm going to look. Let's biggest see. NBA biggest. Who are you going to beat me? Uh, I got Well, it's per year. Kyle Lowry is... Uh, Westbrook, 206.8 million. 206? Yeah. Okay, so let's say, you know, the the Bucks can feasibly find a way that they could dip into the, like, 250 range. And yeah. they know they've got the money to compete. It's just about Giannis wanting to come back. If that's the case then I think it's going to be impossible to trade him because he's probably not going to be like, there's no way I'm coming back. If they know they don't have the money and um, he's also maybe interested in kind of seeing what's out there for the market, then you you got to pull the trigger quick. And probably pre-draft is the best place because the teams that he would want to go to and the teams that would give up the assets are going to be the playoff teams who usually don't have a ton of assets. And that would By the be way, the Curry, worst. just real quick, making 40.2 this year. 43 next year, 45.8 the next year. I don't know how they would do it. I mean, but Wiggins, you'd have to do Wiggins, the first-round pick, and you'd have to dump some money from somewhere else. Probably Draymond would have to go. Where is Draymond a free agent? Um, Draymond's a free agent soon, but I think he'll – I think Draymond might sign a – he a is friendly not, deal. He is not a he just re-signed a contract. He is signed he? up through 23 uh 24 season. Well, what's he making though? A lot. 18 this year, 22 next year, 24 the year after that. That's not 25. crazy. That's not crazy. That's a lot, but it's not for the NBA it's not crazy because like we're looking at play. these Yeah, but looking at these contracts it's uh Paul is making 38, Westbrook's making 38, John Wall's making 37.8. He's going to be in the 40s. Yeah, but that's Arden's one player. Like, but like GA will be making like thirty-seven or forty on top of Curry, who's making forty. Clay, who's probably in the twenties, and Draymond. I mean, those four players would put you over the cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they'd, they'd have, have they'd to, have to trade dump. somebody back. They'd have to dump uh, Draymond. By the way, um, in guaranteed money, or I guess in uh, uh, salary for this year, Draymond Green is sixtieth in the NBA. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not huge since so. we're on the uh, basketball front real quick it was a report just came out i think it was on friday 
from The Ringer. This is Kevin O'Connor. He said that the NBA could, quote, truncate the playoff schedule with three-game series in the early rounds if necessary, um, saying, quote, it's a responsibility of the league to explore all of our options. This is from uh, Mike Bass, who's the NBA chief communications officer. Uh, explore all of our options for a return to play this season. And apparently there has been talk of pushing the start date of the 2021 season back to December as well, which would give them kind of a runway. They could potentially move the draft. There's a lot of pieces in there, but that would be, um, you know, they kind of blow up the playoff uh, system a little bit and go to three game series. And then the next season would start even later. Pretty wild. That's uh, I, and I think that's exactly what they should do too. I think, I think at this point should, is what they're going to do. Yeah, they should move the start of next season back to December and uh, push the. It, to be honest, I think they should keep it there too, and then uh, because they don't want to be competing with the NFL, so push it back to December, start it there, and then move everything just up a little bit. You know, you know? to your point, that might be maybe this is the thing that actually makes that finally happen. Like you and I right. from a. We're selfish because basketball is very difficult because it's in the middle of football and they are competing. And and basketball themselves, it's been seen on this network and others. The NBA jumps into their advertising of fantasy in December, January, because they're like, hey, it's all new season and they want people to play in January. Maybe this is the precursor that they do next year as an experiment and they like it so much that, guess what? This is now what basketball is. They're just straight up competing against baseball, but they also have a couple months that is pretty free of uh, football interjecting so much. It could be a good thing for the sport. When we come back, though, we got to go to break. We're going to talk about um, a quarterback that is still on the market that might be changing his tune a little bit, and the NFL schedule is out, and there's a whole bunch of nuggets there, so don't go anywhere. More in this league than Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league, this is the way. Stop touching things. Welcome back in this league right here on Sports Grade. Your boys, Bogman and the Welsh. Find us on Twitter at is the Welsh at Bogman Sports. And you can check out all the podcasts that we have going on, like the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast. It's Mock Draft May. We are uh, mock drafting. We've had some football pods. Prospect 1 prepping for NFL or NBA in MLP. My brain. Complete shutdown. Complete. (laughs) We're preparing for sports. Sports. Sport draft. Sport podcast. Sport ball. That was the most shutdown brain moment I've had in a while. Couldn't say anything right. Compute wrong. This is actually. Your brain is more closed than the Mavericks practice facility. <laughs> That's right. My my mouth was like Mark Cuban, but my brain was like his facility. So it was talking, but there was uh, nothing being happened. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. It's been happening more and more for some reason, but I don't know. It could be all the horrible things that happen literally every other minute, but, you know, that's yeah. for another thing. But, yeah, Mark Cuban, speaking of um, – Contrary to all of the positivity, at least it's some that's hopeful. There's a hopefulness in MLB. Mark Cuban is essentially going against what uh, M- the NBA is starting to try to implement, where guys can start going to the facilities and stuff, and just been like, nope, not going to open it up. Yeah, I mean, and I to to be honest, I'm not usually with Mark Cuban or whatever You're with you him know, uh, on this, but this is right. You know, like I just want stuff to get back to normal like everybody does. So, uh, you know, I I get it. But this is this is right. You know, the uh, uh, they can't test every day and you're going to have guys banging against each other and and they don't know. Like this is how it got spread in the NBA so quickly in the first place is because sweat spreads this disease really quickly. And if you can't test every day, then why are you reopening your facility? But you know can what I you mean? not so. test every day? You know, the, one of the biggest things I've seen. They don't have enough tests, at least in Dallas they don't. Maybe they do, you know, in Atlanta and yeah, other places. I mean, I'll, and, I'll tell you sadly, I bet the NBA probably has a little bit more pull than the state of Texas to get those tests, <laughs> if we want to be honest here. But then that's been a big problem for the big Jays is like anybody that talks about the opening of any sport. I, I've seen a lot of people being like, well, you know, not only do they have to have the test, but they have to like ethically be able to get the test. And what they mean is they need to justifiably get the test where they're not over the public. They need, don't need to be, hey, I'm big corporation, so we get first run. You know, journalists and everybody, they want the teams to ethically be able to give them to say that there's a mass amount of tests everywhere. But I'll tell you what, listen, there are tests everywhere. The problem with it is uh, the ethical point is they're not affordable. So there's a little bit of a difference right. is the tests are out there. There are private doctors. I mean, I think I've talked about this before. And this was, I'm trying to remember who did. I think maybe it was Chris D'Elia or somebody. But somebody had mentioned that, you know, Joe Rogan, he hires a private doctor in L.A. who has these tests to come to his facility for every single podcast. And he tests everybody every single day. So it's not a matter of not having the amount of tests. It's about having the money for it. Like most things, it's always about the money. So the ethical side of this is the money portion, which the NBA can afford. But there's just no way that if the if the tests are available, Mark Cuban would just get them. You know, he's unbelievably rich. He caters to his players 
uh, all over the place. That's why people want to go and play in Dallas. He's made the locker rooms amazing. But is that a team know. decision, do you think? Do you think the teams have the decision to get the test, or is it an NBA-wide, um, you know, there has to be all the same tests? But, well, may, maybe it's an NBA-wide thing, but if you can – if Mark Cuban can pay for this out of his pocket. Don't you think he would oh, do he, it? Yeah, absolutely, he would. I agree with right. that. So there's got to be something. Point. Okay. There. There's got to be something. There's got to be some rule where where maybe it's just, you know, uh, the NBA doesn't want to look bad, so they don't want to be taking all the tests and all that stuff. So there's that. Or there's just flat out not enough tests available, which you and I both doubt. So it's got to be something along those lines. But he just said, hey, look, you know, the risk is not worth the reward at yeah. this point. You Why, and because there are places opening up their practice facilities, like the NFL is going to make it like nobody gets to open until everyone can. So, yeah, and you uh, know the problem you have too. You have a similar thing going on in the NBA that was going on with uh, baseball right now. Because I pull up this article that ESPN has got, where it's it's also not just about uh, Cuban. There's actually active players, uh, Blazers, CJ McCollum. Which I'm not surprised McCollum is outspoken. He's got a podcast and. You know, he'll go straight at Durant online. He doesn't care. But this article says, you know, McCollum and Mark Cuban threw the wisdom of the NBA's return into question. This was uh, just a couple days ago. McCollum, in an interview with Yahoo Sports, expressed confidence in the steps the Blazers have taken to make workouts safe, but said he wasn't sure the efforts were warranted. He said, I'm worried like the rest of the world, but... I like that it's optional, and I'm pleased with the caution structure and measures the Blazers organization has put in place to ensure the safest environment. Very political there. He says, I guess the measures the league is taking uh, are, I'm sorry, he says, I get the measures the league is taking, but you have to think at some point when there are drastic measures that need to be taken, is it really worth it? It's either safe or it's not. And then just... Adding to what you're saying, uh, Mark Cuban, he was on ESPN Radio's Freddie and Fritz, uh, Fitzsimmons. I don't know why. I, I literally can't even speak anymore. It's, it's really incredible. Uh, maybe that. Maybe since I'll be doing less speaking here very shortly, Bogman, it'll get better. Uh, he said, quote, seriously, if you're a player, who do you trust with your life? This is according to Cuban. If you're a coach or a trainer or anybody for that matter, that's essential personnel for getting something back together. Do you trust the hotel that we're going to stay at to keep everything safe? the technology they're using, the protocols they're using, who do you trust with your life? That's a big question to ask somebody, but we'll all make decisions like but we all make decisions like that every day. Do you stay in? Do you go out? What do you do? Where do you go for your groceries? All these things, how do you do it? So both are putting kind of the NBA and the structure of what they're trying to plan into question, and that's not good. That's and, but I don't blame anybody for it because this is no, something that society is broken on, so it's no surprise. But this is why the communication, I mean, NBA has done a much better job about it, but the communication between players and owners and the league themselves is more important than ever, and that's kind of been one of the things we've picked apart baseball because it seems like there's literally none. There is no communication across the board where, at least in the NBA, there there is, and these guys aren't blasting it like um, I was like Colin McHugh did the other day, but it's not um, it's not promising. I, and I don't even know that Colin McHugh blasted plans. He just said there needs to be something in place in case people are just scared. What? Because I mean, he didn't come out and say it like that, which is, but but that's what it is. You know, it's people are scared, and it's a scary time. So uh, it's understandable. Here are Cuban's quotes. I found some of them. Okay. Uh, he said, "Yeah, it's not going to happen." When uh, he told Brian uh, Damaris and Mark Folowill on the Athletic 77 Minutes in Heaven podcast. 
Uh, the problem, obviously, is uh, because we can't test people. Uh, then we can't assure anybody's safety, whether they're basketball players or anybody else. And even though we can try to take all different kinds of precautions, it's just not worth it, particularly when our guys are staying in shape and they're going outside and shooting on outdoor hoops and, you know, working out in various ways. So I just don't think that the risk is worth the reward. He said it's very binary. The tests are available. The tests are available and we can have all the other things we need to do already in place. It's not going to take a little bit of time for guys to get in shape, but most of the league is young, and so it's not going to be that challenging for them to get into shape. I mean, remember, a full training camp these days is three weeks. It's not like an extended period of time. And he said that um, he proposed a timeline that falls within the reported 25-day plan for the NBA in, in this Cuban's plan. Players would work out individually for the first 11 days if the league is cleared to open, uh, cleared to begin five on five scrimmages. A two week training camp would then follow that. So crazy. Um, that yeah, I mean it's um, I think it's smart and it's you know Mark Cuban not only looking out for people's safety but also for you know the look of this to the NBA because if you open your uh, facilities and you know, these guys are practicing. One guy's asymptomatic and passes it on to another guy. It spreads like wildfire, and the NBA looks foolish for opening too early. So yeah, and and there's you know there's a bunch of stuff up here too where uh, like an article I see it says NBA facilities are reopening, but is the season any closer? And that's kind of the big question that every. When, by the way, did the facilities officially open or when did they? Well, open? they're opening up in certain spots, and I think Adam Silver is just letting them you know, letting the, the, the teams uh, deal with it themselves, whether they want to open their facility or not. Because I think, like, the Hawks open uh, because Georgia is wide open. Yeah, actually, I, I see don't right know. here. It says, as the league takes its first cautious steps back on Friday, so this was yesterday as everyone's listening, uh, when two teams, the Portland Trailblazers and the Cleveland Cavaliers, have reopened their practice facilities for voluntary, individual, socially distanced workouts uh, it says it's unclear if the NBA is any closer to resuming the season. So, okay, so that's the answer right there is officially the okay. Trailblazers and uh, the Cavs have reopened. I think the Trailblazers opening up in the Pacific, you know, Northwest, that's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and I read that Damian Lillard just says that he's, and this is voluntary, so he won't be showing up. He said he's worried about it, and he doesn't want to go to the facility, which makes sense, you know. Um, especially if you can't test people, you just can't get this stuff done right. And that's the thing that we've said from the very beginning is, look, you know, nothing's going to happen until we can get, you know, tests on probably a daily event here or two weeks. But, um, you know, I know I think Dr. Fauci said once a week for uh, players who are playing and stuff like that. But, you know, I feel like you can do once a week in baseball. I just don't know if you can do once a week in basketball and football, though, right? Because that's sweaty dudes touching each other. Oh, you're saying like so. they need to do it a lot more. Yeah. yeah well, they yeah, need no, to do I it mean. every day. Yeah. I you mean, know, if you're not going to be quarantined, then there's you got to do it every day. I'm surprised you haven't had an NBA team privately contract out a uh, a medical facility to create like the NBA version, like any of these sports. Just, right. you know, go to a private facility, tell them to change what they're working on. And to, you know, or even go to one of the big companies. I'm just surprised they haven't privately. Well, I think the only reason that they haven't done that is because it's just bad optics. You know, it's just a real bad look. If the NBA says, yeah, you know, we understand that 
uh, 20 million people lost their jobs and, uh, you know, people are still looking for a test, but we're going to pay the podcasts most. Podcasts have been canceled. Yeah, podcasts have been canceled. Yes, clearly. Uh, that, uh, you know, we're going to pay for all of our people to have tests and screw the people that can't afford it. You know, uh, that's the bad look right there, which is why we have said repeatedly. And I think anyone with a brain knows that if you're going to do something like this and test your players every day, I feel like for every one test one of your player gets, you need, need to send at least two back to the public. You need to pay for two hmm. uh, to go to the public to keep, you know, to, to just to look good and do something for the community while you're helping yourself make your money back. So, the opti- I mean, it's not something they have to do, yeah. but I think it would be a good look. The uh, optics are important. You know, and I feel like there's uh, – you want to talk about documentaries we could have someday? I think there's a million you could poke out of this. There's going to be too many on this, I feel Well, like. the, yeah, from this time period, first, let's please start with the Earl Thomas one. That's the most important <laughs> most important documentary that we could possibly have. We'll probably get a um, Shaq's involvement with uh, uh, Joe Exotic. That'll be one, too. But – I, uh, being serious, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, different documentaries from players to specific leagues, but I think there could be this one hidden one. It could be the race to the race to come back, and it's the NBA versus MLB. I feel like that one kind of exists where, you know, Adam Silver a month or so ago, I mean, honestly, it could have been four days ago, but it feels like a month ago. He had stated that, you know, he, the, he and the NBA wanted to be kind of the force to bring back professional sports uh, to everybody, because we're not going to count the KBO. The KBO is fine, but like last night, I don't think their first game started until 2 a.m. I think I looked, and it doesn't work. <laughs> KBO is fine yeah. for the really hardcore person; it doesn't work. UFC, that's not what we're talking about. And the NBA really wants to be the first one back, and this is the first big step. This no one else has done anything like this. They are starting to open up facilities, which truthfully gets them one step closer. Where the the uh, MLB they are talking and talking and talking and talking. There's a lot of private talks. And then we're now finding out just a couple days ago that they're going to meet, the actual organization is going to meet with the Players Association on potentially trying to come back and a proposed plan essentially would have them back July 1st. But what's more important is June 10th, you know, a spring training counts as like sports coming back. That's a really big deal. So there's almost this race for me, that I see this race to be the first to return to television and the first sport right. to, be, to come back, you know, into the public eye, and I feel like there's a documentary in there because I don't know if I don't know if basketball looks like thirsty for it or anything like that, but you know, a couple facilities opening up, they're going to get a couple days to check this out, a couple more Arizona right here, um, I believe. They're just opening everything up starting next week. I think everything is kind of back to normal, according to Doug Ducey, uh, the governor of Arizona. So the Phoenix Suns could be next. All of a sudden, you could have late May where majority of the places are open back up and we're getting positive results. And the NBA, they could be the first to announce. And they I wouldn't be surprised if you know the playoffs started like a week before the actual season of baseball started because I, I do feel like there is this – uh, this race happening to be the first to come back. And I think baseball has a small leg up right now. Yeah, baseball definitely has a leg up. It's just not like, you know, I know baseball players spit and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it's not as socially distanced as people would, would think because it seems like it's pretty socially distanced baseball as a sport. It, but it's just not, it's just not as, 
in your face as basketball is. That's all. So uh, I feel like it's just harder to spread in baseball. But we still don't know what baseball is going to do about testing. You know, are they just going to test uh, once a week? Are they not going to test, uh, you know, uh, unless someone's really sick? Like, I just don't know how that's going to go down. And they haven't answered that question. But basketball, you know, we I feel like we mentioned this on the last show. They've just kind of been in the background, uh, not saying anything until recently because all these facilities are open. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets there first. Uh, my bet would be on baseball. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting question. End of hour one. We're in the books. When we come back, though, we are going to talk about that quarterback who's changed his tune. But maybe more importantly to all of you, we're going to look at the NFL schedule. They released the primetime schedule. We've got all the looks. There's some changes that they're incorporating for uh, the potential impact of a virus. NFL, they've got it. You know, they got it crazy, and they seem like they might have it under control. So NFL schedule and more on the other hour of Vince League. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.